Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, I'm Jen. And this is Fall Risk. Good morning, listeners. We are coming back at you with another episode with the very lovely Jen Halverson. Jen, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm still waking up, having my coffee, but hanging in there for what is it? Wednesday hump day. (laughs) Dude, dude, I feel you on those still waking up. I feel like it takes me a solid hour and a half to like be cognizant of anything. So I feel you. It is, it is fall risk in the morning. Um, we are back with Jen for a third time on fall risk. Um, she, today she's going to tell me everything about this very special event. She just hosted at skydive cross keys. Uh, so Jen, tell me everything. What was this event about? So this was my first event that I've, I've ever, um, ran and organized. And, um, it was, it was really exciting for me because coming off of project 19 and what we talked about on our last episode, um, there's quite a few of us that were a part of project 19 that wanted to keep that movement going and keep developing women talent in skydiving and, um, create a space where, you know, women that, we're at where we were not that long ago are Mm -hmm. able to look up to us and look up to other leaders and, and start getting that experience, whether it's, you know, for free fly in general or head up or head down or, you know, wherever you're at. And, um, I go out to scattered cross keys usually every year on the 4th of July, sometimes for another event in the fall and absolutely love it out there. It's such a special gem, uh, in Williamstown, New Jersey, and my first time was in 2020. Um, my boyfriend, David Delanave, used to jump out there when he lived in Philly. And so it became his home drop zone for several years, which is what got me out there um, back in 2020. And they are just so welcoming. It's a big family. Um, the owners, Nadia, P- Nadia and Pico, are amazing. And so we were out there for the fourth this year. And I'd been thinking about this for a while on wanting to step out and do a women's event and, um, but it's scary, you know, and, and stepping Mm -hmm. into a new part of skydiving, not being the participant and not being the person attending the camps, but being the person putting it on Yeah, and I'm ready for this. And the more I I'd been thinking about it, um, internally, I thought cross keys would be the perfect place for me to do it for the first time, because I was like, you know, the owners are amazing. Manifest, Sarah and Brittany are awesome. Um, Bert Navarrete is out there, known him forever. And he, I, I basically said it out loud <laughs> for the fourth in front of him. And he's like, well, weekend are you thinking? And I, was like, <laughs> I actually was thinking the third weekend in August. And he's like, let me text Nadia. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> I was like, I just said it out loud. I didn't mean for it to actually happen. He's like, no, you should do it. It's happening. And so I started just asking the girls that were out there. They were interested. And and funny, because every time I've been out there since 2020, we try to throw together a women's record, like over the mm-hmm. boogie weekend. And um, and so there's just so many women and just skydivers in general that are stoked about getting better, about progressing and, and everything. And um, I want to you know, be out there and help out the guys as well. But there was this core group of of women that were just super stoked, whether they were, you know, just getting their head down, kind of working on that, or they're only head up, but they still want to get better at that. And um, so I kind of asked around while I was out there and everyone was like, please do it, please do it, please do it. And so it 
it got on the calendar and it came to fruition and um, happened a week and a half ago now and still kind of feel on a high from it because mm-hmm. I was I was nervous because I really wanted everyone to get something out of it. And even if each person that came got just a little bit better, that would yep. be a win. And so, yeah, I mean, that's ultimately the feedback I got. Everyone that worked at Cross Keys was like, that event couldn't have run smoother. Like it was just the easiest event ever. And all all the girls were so stoked. They were just like, you know, the lights were coming on, different things were clicking um, throughout the weekend. And and most of them, it was their first camp or their first multi-day camp. Okay. So that was also really special. What kind of camp is this exactly? Is it oh, a head down camp? It was it was intro to formation flying. Okay. Um, and so it was yeah, head up and head down. So okay. small groups, four to five um in each group. And then um I would I said I added the record weekend on top of it for Sunday mm-hmm. attempts to see like, okay, how is everyone progressing? Do we want to go for a record? Um, are we going to be safe? You know, all, all these kind of things. And just to add a little bit of a, something to work towards on Sunday from Friday yeah. and Saturday was, was the goal behind it. And to basically show them that it's a record, but it's the same skydive we've been doing all weekend mm-hmm. and the same skills we've been working on. So like, don't think of it as a record, but it was, you know, a little bit of put a little bit of pressure on, put just a little bit of, um, you know, visualize the skydive, you know, put all these things into play and we're calling it a record, but that get them to think about, okay, this is exactly what we've been doing. And I, I've already been crushing it the last several jumps. So just do the same thing and and get into that mindset of mm-hmm. what record attempts are really like. Yeah. So that was the ultimate goal there. Cool. Uh, so, so to summarize that it was a, mainly a skills building camp. But also at the very end there, like, we're going to go for the record. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, How do you feel going into it as like a first time event organizer? What were what was running through your brain going into it? Um, I was a little nervous, but I was also like, you know, I, I know I knew most of the girls. There was only a couple a couple of women coming that I didn't I wasn't familiar with jumping wise, but um, we talked quite a bit going into it. And so that took a lot of pressure off knowing where a lot of people are already at skill wise. Um, and then it, it was amazing how I was kind of nervous because I wanted it to go well. But then when it started, it um, it just ran so smoothly, like all the knowledge and information that I've learned over the past, you know, four years of going to camps and, and hitting the big way circuit hard and hitting just skills camps in general hard. There was so much that I've learned and retained that I just know now mm-hmm. um, that I was able to give back. And I also had Kate Armstrong out there co-coaching with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I, you've met Kate, right? Nope. No. So she's out of DeLand now, but she's from the Northeast. So it was cool because it was kind of, she's from uh, New Hampshire, but been on the East Coast for a long time, just moved to DeLand a few years ago. And she's been in the sport you know, 18 years, I've been in at nine. So she kind of brought um, a different layer of coaching with where I kind of have all my new experiences and progression. And she's had, you know, she's coached people and she's kind of been around it for twice as long. So she had her own, Mm -hmm. you know, um, unique perspective to bring. And it so we really 
played off each other nicely throughout yeah. the camp. It was really nice. So then, you know, she took the head up camp one day. I took head down camp or head down group. And then we switched. Yep. And then, you know, uh, Dave helped out in the base when we were doing the record attempts. Um, but ultimately, yeah, that was really great having her out there. And it was actually both of our first time organizing a state record. So, oh, dang. yeah, so that was really cool to do that together. Um, we met during Project 19 a couple years ago mm -hmm. and just got really close throughout the whole process as well. So it's kind of, so, it's kind of interesting that you get to dip your toes into this arena, you know, while also having, um, I guess, I don't want to call her like a guide, but you have somebody who you can kind of riff off of, I guess. It's not just you on your own, you know, I think that would be incredibly daunting if it were just you on your own, but knowing yeah. that you had another person you could, uh, bounce ideas off of or, um, take take different cues from like that's a that's a cool way to to get intro introduced to this um yeah. this role I guess you know and that was kind of my thought with with asking her to come out was um I had a couple women from P19 in mind but Kate was mm -hmm. the one that we we just done so much together and I was like I don't know I just feel like that would be the perfect person to mm -hmm out on this first one and so yeah it was really nice having her, her having her there and like tag teaming everything and we did all of our debriefs together which was great and briefs together because uh, well the initial briefing but then we did all the debriefs together so both groups could learn from each other yeah um, a lot of the head up group um they were getting a lot obviously out of the head down debriefs because that's where they'll be going shortly so um so yeah, it was a good dynamic for sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, what was the feedback from the participants? Like, did people get a lot out of it? I know you kind of already touched on it, but like, um, you guys completed the record, you made your goal. Like, um, how did people feel coming away from it? It was really special because there were there were things that some girls were struggling with. You know, on on we only got one jump on Friday because the wind was sketchy, but then we got full days. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And like seeing how far girls came from the first few jumps on Saturday yeah. to crushing that same thing on the record attempts. And, and like, even in the sky, I mean, there were when, when something I was like, okay, let's just, my biggest thing was there's a lot of information coming at you. Yeah. So you're doing great at this, this, and this. Now I want you to focus on just this. I want you to focus on just this. And they would do that and it would click. And then they would look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, it, it worked. It worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, the stoke was just so high. Everyone was on a high. Everyone was just smiling and just like, I didn't even, one girl was like, I didn't even know I was going to be in the head down group. I thought I'd only be working on head up, like, you know, and um, another girl you know, corrected something other, you know, in the base and like, she wanted to keep corking, but she like fixed it and, and, mm -hmm. and ended up flying her whole head down the whole time. And some other girls tried free flying their exits and started working on floating and diving. Cause they were, you know, already had their head down super solid. And, um, the head up group was working on, you know, more intermediate, working on proximity, working on exits, working on just like, all right, how much you have to overemphasize when you have a rig on your back to move forward and fall yeah. rate and that kind of a thing. So everyone was getting a taste of new things they've never really done or spent time focusing specifically yeah. on. 
areas and everyone improved and was just super stoked at the end of the weekend. It was great. How big was this event? Like how many participants did you have between the two groups? So we had nine, uh, we were capping it at 10. So we didn't okay. want more than five plus a coach in a group. Um, yeah. so it was, it was four to five. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, as someone who's been to a lot of camps, uh, of varying, varying disciplines, uh, I think smaller groups have a tendency to work, you know, better. And it sounds like you guys put the right foot forward with that and made sure that everyone was going to have equal amounts of tension. Um, you know, everyone was going to be able to ask questions and not get lost in the cracks, you know? Um, I think that's great. That's a, that's awesome. Um, so how does it feel completing, a record during a camp you organized. That's got to feel pretty special, you know, especially after your first event, like being so successful. How does that feel? It feels just so rewarding. Like, I, I feel like I worked so hard to get to where I'm at. And now seeing, seeing like those, those same lights come on and those same things click for, for women, just like not that far away from from really hitting new goals and, and progression and is so rewarding to see and be a part of and be like a direct part of their progression. It, you know, I didn't really know how much I was going to love it. Mm -hmm. um, and it just feels so good to finally have done it and know what it's like. And I was like losing my voice. I've never talked so <laughs> much over a week. <laughs> Um, but no, it was, it was just so amazing. And, um, and it was cool because looking at it, you know, we got a five way, but looking at each person and we almost got a six way, um, on the last jump, but everyone was just getting tired. And I was like, man, yeah. if we had one more fresh morning where everyone was fresh, we, <laughs> we had the six way, but what was so cool is looking at it and looking at the jumps and, and looking at that record and what it represents is everyone was doing something new and pushed to their limits from, yeah. from throughout the weekend. It was such a well-earned record from, from where they came from and like, and just pushing them to their limits. And I think looking at it, that's what it represents to me is just everyone got better to, to do that record. We wouldn't have been able to do it on Friday or Saturday, you know? And like, that is just so cool. You know, in like not that long of a time in, in two days, you know, these, these girls are pulling off stuff that they were like, oh my gosh, like I'm, and they were leaving. They're like, I want to do more. I'm so stoked. Like, when's the next event? When are you planning more? Like, can you come out to this uh, state and come here? And like, I got home and I talked to girls and they want you to put one on out here. And I'm just like, holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't have enough time for this, but I want to do it. So yeah, it was just really cool. <laughs> yeah. Come host one at Skydive Midwest. That's what Megan said. Come Megan, do it. do it at Midwest. And I'm yeah. just like, ah, oh, that would be amazing. Maybe I'll reach out to Megan and Keith and be like, hey. <laughs> well, I mean, next summer is an in-between summer, you know? So like in terms of like records and stuff, it's technically an in-between summer. So yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're totally yeah. right. And it's, I'm kind of just like, I got this one on the calendar sort of last minute, you know, like I mm -hmm. ideally would have liked to have it on the calendar going into the summer, but I think going into next summer, there'll be a lot more like, okay, I'm going to have them planned. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Well, cause like, you're going to have, you're going to have all the people, you're going to have women in Chicago that are going to be interested in doing it. You're going to have some of the women at, um, 
I can I can actually already think of a few few women in, at Midwest already that would be interested in doing it. I have no doubt that Denise. Um, I don't know if you know Denise and Corey. Do you know them? The MFS yeah, team. I do. I know them yeah. well. They're awesome. <laughs> She, she, she and Corey want to keep competing, but she also expressed interest in like expanding into other arenas of, uh, skydiving primarily like, you know, big ways and like head down, head up, that kind of stuff. So, uh, I know for sure she would do it and I would take the weekend off for that. I would absolutely be a participant in that, in that event. Um, it so fun. Megan yeah, they- come over. She was like, I want to come do it at Midwest. She wanted to come this yes. last weekend and wasn't able to, and was just like, do it at Midwest. You're talking about Megan Lunston? Yeah. Or Megan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, I have no doubt that Megan Lunston would also do it. Uh, she and Ryan crashed with me for the big, the big way event that they were here for. So like we, we've got all of our kinks already figured out. Like she, they would absolutely come down for that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, it it sucks because I'm like, ah, next summer isn't that far away, but it feels so far away with like the momentum and stoke of like this one, but it's just like, it's already kind of the end of the season. So you're like, well, You know, what are we going to do? We can't really do much more in the northern states. Get it in the back of their mind now. That way, when you reach out this winter, they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Let's do it. Yeah. You got to you got to start sourcing it out now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's super cool being so successful after your first event. Um, How did everyone feel during during the camp, though, to begin with? Like, were there a lot of nerves, anxiousness? Like, was it? super low key, super structured, or, you know, how did, how did people feel going into it? I think, I think some of the newer girls, well, no, not even just newer. I think everyone was a little nervous just cause they didn't, you know, they hadn't really done anything like this before. So that's to mm-hmm. be expected. Um, but I, I was just, I mean, you know, me, I was very much like you guys know it's, <laughs> it's super chill. Like these are five ways, six, but you know, like it's, we made these groups specifically small enough so that they can be safe so that we can we can really work on these skills and you don't have to feel the pressure of like a million people you're trying to look out for. Um, we kept the dive flows, you know, really simple just to, you know, really work on the foundation, the fundamentals um, of, of head up and head down. And and so it I feel like people definitely relaxed throughout the weekend because they were like, OK, yeah, I'm just it isn't a big deal if I screw up. And I kept reiterating that I'm like, it's a camp. You know, like this, we are working on you are working in your individual thing. So no matter what happens, if this guy gets screwed up or whatever, it doesn't matter because you are working on getting better, just you, you mm-hmm. know, and that is the, that is the most important part is you are here to progress your skills individually. You know, the record is, you know, we'll, we'll see how we get there on Sunday, but we are working on specific individual skills on, on progressing you. And so I think really, really emphasizing that right away made made girls feel a lot more comfortable and they even said they were like this is just so nice like just jumping with all girls I've never done this and it just I love the guys but there's just a different dynamic when you're learning in a we've room talked about it before from what we've, we've talked about it before and and it was like their first exposure to it and it was just like this is why it's project 19 was such an amazing experience and thing and this is why a lot of us that that grew in that. And I got to my skill level, a huge part of it was because of going after that goal. And so, you know, giving that back to all of these next up and coming women is mm-hmm. really also awesome to see where they're just like, wow. And the grips are so nice. I'm like, I can get my hand around your whole wrist. <laughs> <laughs> 
great on those exits, right? (laughs) That's awesome. How do you feel now that it's completed though? Like what were your big takeaways after the event was finished? Kind of like I said, you know, just how rewarding it was to, to give back in, in a way that I've jumped with people that, that were way better than me that, you know, helped me progress. Yeah. And, um, and just how, you know, continuing on that culture of, of developing women and helping each other out and, and providing a, I don't know if safe's the right word, but just a, a comfortable environment to learn and to screw yeah. up. Not there's there's no ego involved. Like we <laughs> so funny. I um it was cool. I had a few vendors, um, PD and Velocity and uh Vigil and UPT all kind of got got some stuff together, which was a fun little touch to give some swag. And then we had a a vector discount giveaway. And it was so funny because we're we're doing a drawing Saturday night for this and for a discount off a new rig and we had nine women in the camp right Mm -hmm. and within the last two years six of them have gotten new vectors (laughs) and so like to put in perspective a women's camp everyone's like actually you can take my name out i don't need it you can take my name out you can take me so we drew from three and like in any other setting guys would be like oh no i still want to win it because i could like sell that or something yeah you know what i mean and all the women are like no take me out like it's fine and then so we drew we drew from three and the the girl that one actually had like the oldest rig there and she was like oh my gosh i'm ordering it like tomorrow and was so (laughs) stoked and it was just like everyone was excited for her and it's it's just there's no ego involved and it's just everyone's super stoked for each other and so a takeaway is just i don't know i want to do camps for not just women too because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of guys like when you also do like a general um but that and also how there's a huge gap in in intermediate camps like intermediate intermediate advanced flying but like smaller groups where you can really work on the those technical things like work on your exits work on your approach work on breakoffs and not have like a million people around to stress you out <laughs> there's not enough of these like there's really not anytime i see a camp uh you know like in florida or in uh california that are supposed to be working on these things i'm like how many people are in it oh there's 30. <laughs> i don't really i don't really i would much rather spend a little bit at a little bit of money traveling or driving to uh a camp where i know it's going to be tight-knit i know it's going to be like 10 people that you can like get to know and bounce ideas off of i would much rather go to one of those skilled building camps uh than shelling out a ton of money to go get lost in the cracks, you know, at an event where nobody knows me. Mm-hmm. Nobody has an opportunity to get to know me, you know, and like give me the attention that I'm paying for. You know what I mean? Like I'm I would much rather do smaller skill building camps, like tons and tons of those building up to a bigger event than I would than I would just going headlong into a so I think you're I think your head's in the right space with that. Like I with the fact it- and what you just said is what so many of the women voiced. They were like, wow. Like, and I think about it too. I was able to have individual conversations with each one of them throughout the weekend multiple times. Yeah. on like specifically their thing. And Kate too. And and you're right. I mean, I, I've been to both, like the, the smaller yeah. and, and like the bigger ones. And like my first camp was, 
you know, granted it was towards the end of the phase one camps, but, um, when I got my head down, but it was a 15 way. Yeah. It was a smaller <laughs> so, camp though. Like of, it was a smaller camp yeah. Yeah, that we were at together. So I don't know. I, so being able to, yeah, everyone was just like, it's just so nice to learn in this environment. And yeah. everyone was like, can you do more? Because they were like, there's not enough out there. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's interesting how there really is a gap. Um, I, I wonder if, cause you, I know you've talked about how there are other people like you, um, who are coming off of the project 19, uh, record last winter and are, are trying to, you know, do very similar things to what you're doing. I wonder if there's a way I know. Cause I, cause I assume that like people up the numbers of participants to offset the costs of being at whatever drop zone you're at doing it. I assume that's why they do, why they, they increase the numbers on it. But I wonder if there's a way, I mean, that was a hundred women. That was a hundred women. There's got to be enough women across the country who are at smaller seasonal drop zones like you are that they could potentially, you know, encourage or, push to, you know what I mean? Like the leadership that was behind uh, project 19. I, I wonder if there's a, a way that they could, you know, set those, uh, set those people up with, I mean, not everyone's as go-getter as you, like, like that's the reality is not everyone is like as, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Like, let's just do it. Right. Um, so I wonder if there's an, a, there's a way for people to, or for for those le- I'm like struggling to formulate this thought <laughs> uh for the leadership of project 19 to to uh lift up you know those those regional you know like those regional people uh and and get them to start hosting their own events in just different parts of the country cuz like it's one thing if you have someone like you traveling t- from coast to coast you know or from the midwest to like a different coast you know like that's money out of your pocket you know like only having so many people sign up for an event is only going to offset the cost so much, you know, mm-hmm. like, so uh, I wonder, I wonder if maybe we'll start seeing a little bit more of that springing up here and here and there. I hope so. Cause man, you're right. There is like a, there's a dead space in mm-hmm. skydiving right now for smaller events like that to help people build those skills. Like, well, and then those are the skills that are necessary to be safe yeah. at those bigger way events, right? To go do a 20 way or a 30 way or whatever yeah. and make sure your break off is safe. And I mean, our first couple of jumps with the head down group and head up too, but like I had um I had us break off like five, five or six just because I was like, All right, you're gonna do a very slow break off. That's why mm-hmm. your dinners are set here. And I wanna watch all of you do a 180. Like, take a breath. Okay, you have time. Now do a 180 on your head. Okay, now take another beat because you don't want to just start moving right away. And like slowly, and then throughout the weekend, their breakoffs, you know, we only did that the first couple of jumps, but then everyone's breakoffs were awesome. And they'd never Mm -hmm. really worked on that before, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but that's what you need before you're going and doing even 15 ways or 20 ways or whatever. And um, and I learned how to do that in a two-way and a three-way, but not everyone has even just that to jump with at at their drop zone on a regular basis. And so it's, I know that there's women who voiced interest in wanting to do it, but then it's another thing to actually like get it on the calendar. And like, I was one of the people, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And then it was just like, there's always a million things going on. And I just kind of, like I said, I had those dates in the back of my head, like, oh, that could Mm -hmm. work. You know, if I talk to them and, 
And then it just did. And I was like, if I don't just put this on here, it's never going to happen. And yeah. I ripped the bandaid off and it's like, all right, now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and that kind of, and also I know how to organize a state record now, which is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think what I'm hearing though, too, is like, I mean, I guess, so I feel like one of the goals or one of the things that project 19 struggled with, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong in this scenario is that they just didn't have enough bodies to make what they wanted achievable. Right. Um, there, there were so many women who had to learn all of those skills in order to make what actually happened happen. Right. Like they had to learn those skills as they were working up to the actual camp. It were at to the actual record. It wasn't like you had a hundred people who already had the skill set just get thrown at this, at this, uh, this um this event itself right like ev like everything leading up to it was building towards that right um so if they're going to go bigger or they're going to try something new in the future or if they're if they're ever going to expand on this idea or maybe not expand on just this idea but start doing things differently you know mm -hmm. um like start looking into other disciplines like a head up record or something like that like it seems pertinent to start having smaller camps like this across the board, not just a phase one where there's 20 right. people, like not just a phase two where there's suddenly 40 people, you know, it's none of, none of those, none of those situations, but like a ton of really small skill building camps across the country for a couple of years to help a wide variety of women level the playing field, you know, uh, to make it way more accessible whenever you get to something like that. I mean, I don't I don't know what the intention is long term, but it seems to me that this type of event is like the key to making sure that you have a ton of interest and a ton of people who are quasi capable of like yeah. building towards something like that a lot faster than the way it happened the last time, you know. So, I think I think I mean COVID seemed like it might have been a blessing in disguise in terms of getting the numbers that they needed, you know, for 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 that event. But um, that's just my outside outside well, perspective. I agree. I agree with most of that. The only thing is, in phase one, they did have the smaller groups, yeah. but it was only for you know several months before they were ramping them up and making them. Yeah. You know, the one we went to was one of the last ones, and that's why mm -hmm. it was bigger, obviously. Um, and I remember being like, man, because you went to one of those phase ones that was like, smaller, I mean, right? the Portland, the Portland one that I went to, I think it was still, how big was it? I think it was still 20 people. Really? 15, 15 to 20. If I remember right, I might have to go and look at like the group photo. Uh, Cause we did. Yeah. It's a big group of women. I think, I think it's, if I remember the photo, like the, the group photo, it's still around 15. 15 to 20, okay. somewhere in there. I know they had men in it too. It wasn't just women. It was also like a bunch of guys too as well. Which so I do kind of understand that in the sense of like, it is nice to just use guys for the base so that the women don't have to just work on the base. But I feel like, I feel like they're the, the thought behind the phase one, phase two, I feel like they should have restarted phase one when yeah. COVID got pushed out, mm -hmm. which isn't really happening because those camps were really beneficial and it was the closest thing I feel like we had to this, even though, you know, they were still a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Like that's kind of what I was telling Kate and I were telling the women a week and a half ago was, um, you know, they, they are going to go for another women's record at some point. I don't know when that's going to be, but like, 
if you start working on this now and like, we need more women, we're going to need more women. Mm -hmm. And so exactly to your point, like, yeah, we need more bodies. We need more women developing um, because you never know people leave the sport that are totally qualified people, whatever. And so, yeah, starting it now and starting these smaller camps to work on the the skills that it's all the same stuff. It's just in a setting that you can feel super comfortable and it's safe if you screw up, you know? Yep. So you're right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I hope Kazu's listening to this right now. You know Kazu, right? That's yeah. good. Uh, he's like, your catchphrase is fair enough. And I'm like, every time I say it now, I think of him. So I hope he's listening to this. He likes to listen to it while he's ringing. He'll put it in his headphones and listen to his ringing. So Kazu, here's your shout out. Fair enough. Anyway. Fair enough. Woo-hoo. Sorry. <laughs> uh, did, any, did anything take you by surprise with this event? Like, I know you learned a lot. I know, you know, like there are certain things you were expecting, but like, did anything take you by surprise in particular? Um, it is exhausting running an event. <laughs> okay. I don't think like, I, I think you know that I'm putting air quotes up right now. You know that it's going to be tiring, but like actually doing it and being the one that's sort of running like everything, you kind of feel like... I don't know. You just, you feel responsible for everyone to a degree. Right. And you were mm-hmm. responsible for the safety and, and the integrity of the group. And just, and just, if they're getting something out of it, or if you're just totally not giving enough attention. And so yeah. I was trying to like over exaggerate. Like I really tried to give everyone something to like to debrief after every jump and to focus on for the next jump. Um, but it was exhausting. It was way more exhausting than I think I could have, you know, like I didn't think about the, how much I'd be talking and like the actual, like my voice was getting hoarse throughout the weekend kind of thing. Yep. Think about that. Um, (laughs) That was, you know, a welcome surprise, nothing you can't handle, but I was also very happy that I've been working out consistently leading up to this. Cause I was like, Man, when you're the participant, if you're kind of like not feeling good or something, you can be like, I'm going to sit down for one. Even And when you're the person organizing, it's like, oh, let's go again. Power through <laughs> it, man. Power through it. Yeah, but it was nice. We had really great rotations. So it kept the it kept the energy up. You know, we were on a good pace, which was great. And good. I've learned that from camps where if you stay on a good pace, then you can really get a lot out of it, um, especially as people start fading towards the end of the day. And mm-hmm. then. And then you're kind of like, all right, sweet. We got through, through all our jumps. But if the long, if you have the long calls, everyone's kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm tired now. Like what? Yep. <laughs> so that was, that was really great, but cool. Yeah. How does it feel being on the opposite end of the spectrum now though, in terms of uh, experience level, like you're now in a, you're now putting, you're putting yourself in a position now where you are uh, passing on your knowledge to like younger, more inexperienced jumpers. Like how does that feel making that transition, I guess, to some extent. Yeah, it's definitely, I think it's how I imagine people feel when they have kids, you know, you're not (laughs) actually ready, but you kind of just got to throw yourself into the fire and then you're like, okay, I got it. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it feels really good. Um, It's definitely, it's a weird feeling at first being like, wow, I have enough knowledge and something to offer other people. Cause I still feel like I have plenty to learn, mm-hmm. but it's the beauty of the sport. Everyone always has more to learn because there's yes. so much. Um, and so realizing that there's a lot I have to offer at this point and, and, and it was really cool 
being reassured of that and validated of that after this camp as like mm-hmm. people got better and I gave them good advice and I gave them good, you know, Kate and I both gave good um, feedback and we gave a good environment for them to learn. And so it was sort of like, okay, I'm not just crazy. I'm not just trying to do this. It's actually being, you know, used and taken and people are getting better. So I think after this camp, I feel a little less imposter syndrome and more <laughs> like, okay. Um, more and it's a really, it feels really good. It feels yeah. really good. I, I have that in me. And so to be able to exercise it, um, has felt really natural when I just started doing it. It just came very naturally once it started. And then it was like, wow, okay, I'm definitely ready for this. So (laughs) it's, uh, do you remember? So, I mean, we've known each other for a long time. And uh, do you remember, oh man, it must've been like the first year Minneapolis, I fly Minneapolis started. Uh, And you had told me something about how, Man, who was it? You you said something about how you're like one of the most coachable people. Like you, you keep you keep like getting told that like you're a super coachable person, and that's why it's easy for you to learn really quick. Um, now now seeing the transition, like it's kind of cool. It's kind of it's pretty impressive seeing the transition between you being like the super eager student to learn, and then now passing, being able to pass on what you know in a, in a very clear and concise way. Like that's pretty impressive. Thanks, Sam. It really shows a lot of growth. I mean, for what it's worth, like from me, but you know, growing up right before your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for, for what it's worth, you know, from me, like, I mean, there's a staggering amount of growth that's happened just just in the last few years for you. So it's very impressive watching you uh, not not just stand still in, in what you're doing, you know, where you're only thinking about yourself, you know, like it's very impressive that you're now in a place where you are uh, focusing more on other people in the sport, you know, more, even more so than you used to in the past. Like, it's just nice. It's nice. It's fantastic to see. Like, I'm very impressed by you. So for what it's Sam. worth. That's really, I really appreciate it. I'm gonna cry. It's so sweet. There's really no cry. crying in skydiving. No, no crying. We've known each other for so long, and I know we've said this, but Sam was on my cat sea jump for oh ASS back when I knew absolutely nothing about teaching. <laughs> like when I knew nothing about what I was doing. <laughs> so sorry. Well, uh, look at us now. Look yeah, at look at us, us now. now. Look at us now. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Well, that's where uh, that's where we're gonna end it. I know you got to get back to work. Um, that's all I got for you. I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with me this morning, chatting about you know your recent experiences. Well, thanks uh, for having me, Sam. Yeah, this was a lovely way to start the day. Probably, probably not going to be the last time you're on this uh, <laughs> anytime soon. So keep looking forward, guys. When you're when you're listening to this, keep looking forward to uh, hearing Jen's lovely voice again, gracing uh, the podcast. Yeah. Sam. All right, everyone. <laughs> have a good rest of your day. Be safe. Please, guys. Please, guys. Woo-hoo. <laughs>